0: Welcome to the Beach People podcast. My name is Victoria and along with my sister Emma, we are the founders of the Beach People. We've put this podcast together to give you candid conversations with collaborators, contributors and friends of the Beach People community, discussing all things seaside living, travel and the ocean. Thanks so much for listening and let's get straight to today's podcast. Hello everybody, welcome to the Beach People podcast. My name is Victoria. I'm here with my sister Emma and our dear friend, Jason Grant and we are so excited to be in store today styling uh, our space here at Habitat in Byron Bay and we thought we'd take the opportunity to have a little chat with Jason um, about some wonderful things that are happening Mm. in his world. So let's get started. So welcome Jason.
1: Hey guys great to be here.
0: So good. (laughs) I wanted to ask you
2: something that I am always interested in and that's um, trends. So, 2024 style predictions. You're a style guru. <laughs> Tell us, what do you think is coming in the industry?
1: Well, style. I've got a slightly controversial Ooh, answer to I that like question. It. Love that. I actually am not a big fan of trends. Mm. I think they're really just a means of marketing mm. and telling people what they should buy. I guess to kind of oh, like break that. it down how I find my inspiration and what inspires me is constantly I'm inspired by nature. Mm. I guess I'm really fortunate to live somewhere where I am close to the ocean, close Mm. to the bush and close to the beach. never
2: goes out of style. It never goes out of
1: style. And I guess all the things that I work on, whether it's um, a project, a collection, an object Mm. or a product, everything I do, color, pattern, texture, tones, All the things is always inspired by nature. Yeah.
2: I love it. I love that. And I guess it just
1: goes back to like being a kid growing up in Tasmania, like spending time outdoors. Mm. It's remained with me as something that really grounds me, inspires me and satisfies me. Yeah. And I guess when I'm working on projects, uh, you know, like whether it's a motel or a house or a business, I'm always inspired by the space like i let this Mm. it sounds a bit hippie but i like the space to talk to me it's about you know i'm i've just recently completed the blue water motel and it's in kingscliff and it's all about being a cool sleepy surf village and adding something really over the top glitzy and loud was never going to be mm. the the thing, and mm. you know it's called the Blue Water Motel, so of course he painted it a faded, beautiful, powder blue. Yeah, that people think that yeah. it's always been that color. So I like you know nature and nostalgia.
0: Ooh, they're my two favorite combo. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> That is a great
2: combo. A... <laughs> I were, um, Victoria and I were talking before this podcast, and I was like what do you call the Blue Water style? Because you've kept some, like, I don't know if this is the correct word, but, like, some retro elements. But yeah. it's retro chic. Like, it's not kitsch where you've gone full into the retro, but you've yeah. just taken small elements.
0: So of nostalgia is a more of a... Yeah. Nostalgia, I mean, yeah, the bottom line, yeah. it was a
1: bad motel that was created in the 80s. Yeah. And, you know, there's elements that are going to be, you know, timeless. Mm. And then there's mm. some things like why would you paint the outside of a motel grey? I mean, really, (laughs) like, it's not...
0: Yeah. 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 So
1: so painting it pale blue, it was like the first... And only color choice for the exterior Mm. and the client's like oh what are the other options I was like there's no other option this is the color we're painting it yeah and the color it's from my mirror paint collection but it's like a really faded soft yeah
2: it's beautiful sun-kissed
1: blue Mm. so it kind of feels like it's been like that Mm. and it didn't feel like a new addition so being sympathetic to location and Mm. what something already is and sometimes this is bringing new life back into things as well yeah I love that I'm working on a new motel in Miami and similar kind of scenario and it's kind of just keeping all the good bits Mm. elevating i guess the great thing for me is it's a motel not a hotel so you can kind of over deliver but still the expectations are lower because it's a motel but giving people you know beautiful surfaces beautiful amenities and you know beautiful details mm. it kind of over delivers yeah. and yeah. i guess it's kind of how i like to work in my yeah. projects as well yeah i'm always in it 200 percent.
0: yeah you are in everything so every conversation yeah. even i love that about you <laughs> yeah it's the best, i
1: guess so. i'm just an enthusiastic guy yeah.
0: good <laughs> it <laughs> wraps up <laughs> <laughs> it does it wraps up yeah um well that's interesting so in just may as well touch on the blue water motel a little yes. more so um, you, any other tips? So you mentioned something that I thought was gold there. You mentioned that you keep the old that is yeah. good and then add in the new. How do you do that while staying true to the, I guess, the brief, the theme that you've come up with? Like,
1: Well, for me, it is coming up with what the brief is. And yes. sometimes it's actually telling the client yeah. what the brief is. Yeah. Um, and you know, like the tiles in the bathroom, they're a beautiful terrazzo and coincidentally they're called sunbaker mm, and mm-hmm. I chose the tile and then the um, guys at Surface Society where I select a lot of tiles from turned over the tile and they're like, look what it's called. Yeah. And I was like, it's kind of meant to be. Yeah,
2: meant to be. Yeah.
1: And just um, having a very tight, you know, the, the thing is with that motel, it was v- you know, there's small rooms that were very cluttered. There was like a box for a microwave, a box for a kettle, a box on the wall. For like there was just so many things. So stripping out those things and doing clever design details makes a small mm. room feel bigger.
2: Yeah. We had
1: like a bedhead detail. And what you learn about doing hotels and motels that upholstery is no one's friend, especially housekeeping. Yeah. Um, but that's another story. So we designed a, a bed head which was just a wall detail. So the top half is VJ panelling that we painted white and then the bottom half was a panelled detail
0: mm. um, that, that
1: goes the, the length of the room. So it's kind of yeah. like a visual trick where it actually makes the space feel bigger. And then, of course, we painted the bottom half a really cool couple of different pastel colours. And
2: that could, up, was that so could absolutely apply to a home. Like for anyone yeah. listening today who's doing – who's mm. renovating like – well, yeah. bareheads are
1: expensive. Yeah. And really in paint and materials, like off the top of my head, it's probably like under eight hundred dollars. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Expensive. and that's impressive. And also
1: it's like a lasting a thing where mm. it's easier to maintain. Yeah. It actually elevates the space in the room yeah. by making it feel larger. Yeah. yeah. So just clever things like that that yeah. I mean, yeah. that take time, but it's all those things mm.
0: yeah.
1: that um we consider. And I guess I'm really lucky that I have an amazing draftsman on my team who's an architect who kind of brings my crazy ideas into reality.
0: Yeah. 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 It's handy to have the, those design elements. So you're starting with a canvas that is clever and then building the styling around that. I think that's, and I think also
1: my background in working in as a stylist for magazines, like probably for most of my career, you learn to do things and be really decisive and Mm. make quick decisions and also I guess I think about the end result and yeah. then sometimes actually work backwards. So I, Ooh, I, I, good, okay. I actually end see yeah, I see the vision because I guess when you're styling in a studio or in a home for a magazine, you actually have to have an idea of what you're mm. intending to create and what mm. the outcome is. So I guess that's how I've always worked now that I do yeah. interiors yeah. is to have the vision and then mm. break it down into how yeah. do we get to that result.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's a great tip oh I love this Mm. and so um well we've spoken about that so I love what you said about how trends as well like that it's better to stick to who you are and I'm all for that because you mentioned like there's people and you know out there going this is what you should buy but creating a home where you feel comfortable that in the most like you're the most important person in that home um, is is a really beautiful Yeah, and Um, taking... Idea. Yeah, I love that. And it's also nice just to... Yeah, Yeah. it's just
1: nice to personalise your space and just because someone is doing something else and it doesn't mean you have to do the same thing. And I feel like that whole comparison and trying to be someone else is kind of not very authentic
0: no mm. and you can tell you can tell the homes you walk into where the person is happy in themselves i think yeah. like in the pictures you see you're like this is you it's a reflection of who you are yeah. and i yeah. love that um yep. jason can we ask you where did you start your career did you know you always wanted to do this Did you rearrange Um, your bedroom as a kid? (laughs) Like Emma used to paint like, yeah. I just constantly rearranged my whole house. Yeah. Yeah. I guess,
1: you know, since I've done a book recently, I've kind of distilled kind of where things and how things have kind Mm. of become. Mm. And I guess as a kid, I loved nature. I loved being outside. I loved that kind of childlike wonder of like Mm. observing and seeing things and picking them up and like, making something mm, so yes. just that nature and creativity have always been i guess my two kind of
0: yeah greatest
1: mm. inspiration
0: and you went straight from school into this like- so
1: when i was at school and after school i kind of had a few different kind of jobs i didn't really know like that i wanted to what i wanted to be yeah um and, you know, I had a few different jobs in retail. And then I worked for a really cool company called Room Interior Products. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like the original cool wholesalers. And, um, you know, my job there kind of went from administration to kind of handling
0: More design, press, like press like loans press, yeah. for stylists. Yeah.
1: And then learning about all these magical people that were... Styling pages mm. for magazines, yeah. and I became quite good friends with them because we were fortunate that the brand was kind of like on every page. Yeah, and also um, my friend um, was on the iconic show, The Secret Life of Us. She was the art director, so I used to supply them with heaps of things yeah. for so cool. the yeah. sets, and I used to visit the sets. So I That's guess a I, su- yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that show is iconic and a moment in time, and it was this really clever. I mean, I used to visit the where they filmed the apartments was in like a big warehouse that was all set up and we used to supply them with heaps of things yeah. the blue inflatable pool that was on the rooftop we supplied them that Love so, it. so it was this immersion into this world of creativity and mm. meeting all these stylist people like Megan Morden and Glenn Probstall yeah, and Sibella Court. so yeah. being inspired by them and kind of you know I guess back then the word stylist or the job stylist it was like no one knew what that was mm. yeah. and even if you knew what that was you know I think still to today, my mum doesn't really understand what the job of a stylist is. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I just asked to go on a shoot, and Glenn still who was the um, style director of Inside Out back in the day, took me to a couple of shoots, and then I somehow... Pitched a couple of houses to the magazine, and then I began styling yeah. homes and shoots for Inside Out in Melbourne as the Melbourne editor.
0: Incredible, amazing. And
1: then that's kind of where everything kind of yeah.
0: began. Yeah. So it, I love that it started with her humility to ask, "Can I come help?" Yeah. Because how much do you need yeah. a hand on shoots? Yeah. Like oh, it's so much. physical.
1: Oh, you can never so have too many people you can on shoots. So true.
0: if anyone's listening and you want this career pathway, yeah. like yeah. pick a. A small business and be like, can I come help? And then it's like, yeah. you know, and then it's a foot in the door. Yeah, because yeah. my thing is, yeah. if you
1: don't ask, you don't know. No, and I feel like people will sit back and wait for things to happen, and you actually have to make stuff happen and yourself. You you and
2: to drive. And How also, it's work. like to drive your own drink Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then totally. after working on Inside Out in Melbourne, and then kind of. Um, I got an agent who then would book me for like advertising jobs. I did some, you know, big brand jobs mm. for like David Jones and stuff. Mm. And then it was kind of in an era where having your name on the page in the magazine was a big deal. Like people yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. and people were in, you know, I would go into stores in Melbourne and like literally I could borrow anything for mm. the magazine because mm. I worked on a magazine. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of era has kind of changed. But um, for a long time I worked on Inside Out and then Deb Bibby, the editor of um, Real Living magazine, Mm. was very keen for me to be the style director of Real Living. Mm. And so I moved from Melbourne to Sydney. And really moving to Sydney is kind of where, I guess, for want of a better description, brand Mr. Jason Grant kind of began. Mm. Whilst working at Real Living I started my journal blog dot com mr jason grant yes. and i think that's around when we met you yeah, yeah. um have it been
0: like what year was that 10 years ago
1: now T- well you're
0: 2023
1: you're celebrating your 10 yeah. years in business yeah. and this is 10 years since my first book came out yeah, yeah. and literally Amazing. i worked on inside out and it was a different scenario working full-time on a magazine was a really different experience i always freelanced in melbourne so kind of being in-house you literally were like borrowing things for a shoot returning things for a shoot it was just like yeah it was too much so then mm. I went back to being freelancing and working mm. across all the different titles yeah. and then that's when I started my first collab which was my paint collection with Mirror yes. Bond yeah. and again yeah. it's just because I you know when you work in magazines you get to sample all different brands and you know it was just mm. a really great brand mm. and I kind of threw it out there um maybe I could do a paint collection and mm. you know they thought that was a great idea
0: oh you're amazing
1: so I guess then so kind creative. of those sort of things and you know again being profiled and it was a time where I don't know what changed in the the realm but stylists then became in the f- front of the lens yeah yes.
2: it's true and
1: it's people like Rachel Zoe who had the yeah. Rachel Zoe project yeah. yes. who I was very fortunate to have dinner with at um I think it was a port dinner in sydney for, for mr porter when they launched it and she yeah. was there for the dinner mm. and sat across from me and we had a really great conversation and i thanked her for actually making the term stylist even in a fashion yeah, sense something important
0: something
1: well something understood yeah like, like, and like
0: it's yeah, because um, for a long time it was like
1: like a magical unicorn where it was that like kind of shrouded in mystery. Yeah. like people knew what people did, but it was kind of like mm. very secret. Yeah, and I guess then somehow things shifted, and then stylists became at the front of the lens, mm. and this and is business where owners. yeah, like
0: we never started yeah. this to be no. here doing this, but here we are. Like, yeah. we had no about us page for four years. Yeah, like someone was like, and then we 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 said, oh, this is us, and my cousin was like this is you like you didn't even know it was our business <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. and then yeah. I feel what like
1: I feel like things with Instagram and stuff people like to mm-hmm. know about yeah. behind the brand yes mm. yeah. and it works for some brands it doesn't work for others and I feel like in small business especially like yours yeah. people want to know that it's a business run by yeah. two fabulous sisters mm. oh, cool. not, say
0: it again. but also <laughs> but it makes
1: it and also like you know fast forward then Hardy Grant approached me wanting me to do a book with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I kind of presented the kind of concept and the only thing they wanted to change is that they wanted me to be a visual part of the book yeah. because my, you know, people doing similar things were much more mysterious and they weren't pictured mm-hmm. in their book.
0: Mm-hmm. And as
1: a point of difference, and this is what was very early days of Instagram as well. And um, they just wanted me to be a visual part, so there was a connection and a familiarity and, mm, you know. Mm, mm. Yeah. And so I guess I've kind of maintained that as being the face of my brand where mm. I kind of don't like to tell people how to do things. I like to show people how I do how things. You do. Yeah, that's And right. I feel like, I like you know, <clears throat> I feel like we live in an age where everyone's an expert and I guess I've been doing what I've done for a long time, but I still like to actually just demonstrate how I do things. It's yeah. so
0: helpful. What's so
1: empowering because then people can actually then have a go at doing it themselves and learning out how it works for them. Yeah. Incredible. And it's just kind of giving people the confidence to kind of live their best creative life Mm. and to actually have a go. I love it. And also it's learning that, you know, I love doing things and learning that, okay I'm really not good at that but I actually enjoyed that and I don't actually suddenly have to become an artist painting paintings but I can enjoy actually enjoy. doing it and yeah. not showing anyone yeah. the outcome mm-hmm. but just actually enjoying the process mm-hmm. yeah I love that yeah
2: so that kind of leads us to force of nature your new book yes.
0: very beautiful your first book 10 and years, it's years since my
1: incredible. First book. yeah you thank you tell
2: us a little bit about the inspiration behind it
1: well, it's a little different. Yeah, so my first book came out 10 years ago and I published three books with Hardy Grant in Australia and Rizzoli and Chronicle in the States. Yeah. And I guess I always like to be doing things the best way possible and really publishing has changed mm-hmm. a lot. Um, you know, having my first two books, literally we created the books, shot the covers, they went to print. It was like all really straightforward mm-hmm. And I guess things change, and I'm particular about paper stock. Uh, mm. And my friend Jackie and Aaron from The Broad place they had published a couple of books mm. and they had printed them in Australia. And I was like, wow. Because, I mean, to be honest, most books are bulk printed in China and it's kind of all on the same paper stock for be mm. efficient and cost effective. And I guess for me, you know, all those details, because, yeah. you know, books are also a tangible object that people like to actually not just read the book, but also have in their yes. space. So there's so many things. So I guess creating a book, you think about the cover. Um, I was really fortunate that I had a team of wonderful women that helped me with the book. I had mm-hmm. a, my friend yeah. Saren, who was the book designer, and my friend Olivia, who was the mm-hmm. book editor. And it's kind of a similar process when I made books with my publisher. It's kind of just a, a small team. Yeah. Um, but this book is the first one that I've actually photographed.
0: Yeah, incredible! Um, oh. What an kind of achievement. Yeah. Well, and
1: I guess I've lived in Byron now for six years, and I'm really fortunate that I have a really great studio space. And really, if you scroll far enough back on my blog or on Instagram, I was posting terrible pictures (laughs) but in an age where you kind of need to create content and be able to do all the things
0: I don't have a budget to always I mean
1: for all my projects I have the amazing Jesse Prince Mm. who's a local photographer here shoot everything Mm -hmm. but I can't do that all the time so I set myself a challenge where every day I would create something and photograph it Mm. And sometimes if I thought it was good enough I would post it to Instagram Mm. and it was just a really good challenge of like by repetition and doing something over and over you actually get better at it you know I Mm. upgraded to like a better Canon camera Mm. and then it's just kind of learning you know for me I guess when I started styling for Inside Out I kind of jumped in the deep end and no one kind of told me how to do things so Mm -hmm. I actually learned a lot about styling Mm -hmm. from photographers yeah and that's really about composition
0: yeah
1: like I feel like magazines in Australia went through a phase where more is more and things were just like mm. literally so much merchandise was put yeah. into a shot yeah, And I yeah. feel like restraint and composition and Sometimes less creates a more beautiful
2: mm. yeah, image. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. So actually, that leads me to the next question. But I just want to do a little moment for Force of Nature. It is the most stunning book. Yes. And we have it in store here in Byron, and you can also get that online. So make sure you add that to your home and let that creativity flow yeah. as you look through it. So on that note, um, we've been. You mentioned that you do that every day. So tell us about how you keep the creativity flowing. You challenge yourself. You're constantly building your skill set. Um, how does that, What does that look like in your day-to-day?
1: I guess I'm really lucky because no day is the same. Mm. And I guess because I am doing what I really enjoy and love, it often doesn't feel like work. Mm. There are tasks and things that are really boring, and that's the reality of working for yourself. But also it's just – I like to – um, in every day have some kind of form of creative play mm. where it's actually not for a particular outcome other than actually just...
0: This is so inspiring. You know, it's so inspiring. I mean,
1: it was like before how we filmed some stuff, styling some found and fallen objects in a big vessel. I'm not a florist, but I actually like styling items. Mm. And for me, it's almost kind of like a meditation or just a just a process to play around. It's, I guess it's just creative play. Mm. And having that in... You know, I guess yeah. when I'm working on projects, there's deadlines mm-hmm. and all those things, and it can be mm-hmm. quite stressful. But also, I feel like I kind of don't overload myself with too much work,
0: so you can be free to create. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I feel like it's
1: important to, um, yeah, yeah, not to be too serious too often as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look what's come out of that though, yeah. like, there's you've learned new things, yeah, of stretch skills. And I think you've photographed your book. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's
1: like, I love that it's just all like an extension of who I am Mm. and what I do. And I feel like not many people have the privilege Mm. of doing that. And I feel like what I want to empower people to to Mm. do is kind of connect Mm. with their creativity. Because I actually think everyone has the capacity to be creative. Well, Vic and I always talk about this,
2: is that like we've got this, somehow we've got this term a creative person. Yeah. But we're all creative people yeah. in our yeah. in our industry. Yeah. Like we've got friends that are engineers, they're creative thinkers, they're creative mathematicians. Yeah. There's creativity like, to every yeah, kind of it's job. Creativity everywhere.
0: Because I
1: think, so. yeah. I think people have this kind of vision of like a creative person is an artist. Yeah, exactly. Or like I I
0: can't draw, but I think creatively. Yeah. Yeah. like So, yeah, I feel like the
1: realm of creativity and Mm. I guess my Mm. kind of motto for people is to live their best creative life.
0: Yeah. And in
1: turn, by doing that, you actually kind of make yourself happy.
0: Yeah. But to create just for the sake of creating without an outcome, I think uh, draws a different kind of, um, you know, function out of you. I just love that. Yeah, yeah, just that kind of creative
1: play where there's no real... Mm.
0: Pressures or, you know, it's yeah. it's not a job.
1: It's and it can be many different things. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but nature and creativity mm. are definitely what fuel me, and mm. I
2: love, love it. So, so, I think last question. Yeah, <laughs> do, you want to do it? <laughs> yeah. What what's next? Like, what are you what are you working on next? Um,
1: well, I'm working on a new motel up in Miami, mm-hmm. and that's very exciting. It's my second project, and it's kind of a bigger project. What's, it's going kind to. Of what's like,
2: the theme?
1: Well, it's going to be one? a little. I mean, it's like a. And also it's, you know, again, it's based on the location. It's in the mm. Gold Coast, so it can be a little bit more playful. Yes. I feel like restraint is also important. Mm. Um, I work with, like, Land Company, who is an amazing um, landscaper, and they'll be working on the property as well. Mm. And it's just coming up with fun um, kind of concepts. When I first did a walkthrough mm. of the property, I told... The guys that it had a very Melrose Place vibe. Oh, I
0: love mm. it! That's fun. For
1: those who don't know the show, Google it. It was a very yeah. iconic nineties. 90s 90s I'm pretty sure they shot some of
0: it at Arnie Ann's. Yeah, or was that Days of Our Lives? I
2: can't remember. They did, <laughs> but so aunt, our, our auntie, auntie yeah, yeah, she right. has an iconic house on the Gold Coast, and they shot somewhere. somewhere. Oh, oh, no, Mara's I know Maura's place was
1: in LA. No, they came down yeah. oh, here. Wow. In LA for oh something.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 wow! Something. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Don't quote us. Don't quote us. Auntie oh, like I'm that's not correct. Super, keen to, <laughs> super keen to know.
1: <laughs> so again, it's just coming up with really fun, strong color palettes and material yeah. selections.
0: Strong color palettes. Yeah. Sorry, just little, little pearls I'm pulling out yeah. here for our audience. Well, see. it's like we're doing
1: some really cool like arched green doors like they had on the show. Yeah. And then we're doing some really beautiful kind of peachy terracotta tones yeah. and beautiful oh, yeah, sandy awesome. colours. I've actually come up with three custom colours I've created with Mirabond. Mm. Which Thanks is, for not painting it white. Yeah, I mean... <laughs>
0: Yeah. I'm a big fan of black.
1: I mean, I love home. a white space. And she
0: says sitting in
2: her white space. My white <laughs> space. My <laughs> black oh, my home.
1: <laughs> well, I've always thought this shop space would look fabulous painted a soft, pale blue. Yeah. You,
2: or oh, yes, you do say that. You're like, this arch that we're sitting under while yeah. we're filming this podcast. One day we'll just pop in here with some should, brushes yeah. and a tin
1: of paint and give it a go. <laughs> Let's
2: but do it's also like, it really that's what I love though. about it paint. Would be beautiful.
1: Though. Yeah. It's soft kind of like blue. such yeah. a simple thing that has such a transformative outcome. Yeah
0: yeah well i love it we are so grateful and uh, we are genuinely inspired every time we catch up uh, thank you I, I mean i remember when you yeah. guys
1: launched so yeah. it's kind
0: of yeah it's, it's unreal weird. it's like we've grown up together yeah i know um, <laughs> yeah but we we were so that we never have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> make sure uh you follow jason online and all the things that he's up to grab his book and we want to thank you so much for listening and don't forget to do all the things like the like. And subscribing and the sharing um but yeah we'll see you see around you next time soon. thanks
1: Perfect. guys
2: Bye.